Our topic this time is, what are three ways to involve managers in the compliance and ethics program? One main area where you can involve your managers directly in the compliance and ethics program is training. Something that many organizations already do is involve local managers and other operational managers in the oversight of the completion of required online or computer-based training. Traditionally, if they're involved at all, this is a pretty rote exercise and often involves the managers in the chain of command sending scolded, sending scolding emails or other messages directly to their reports saying, hurry up and finish taking the training. I'm tired of getting messages from my manager. So in the context of online training or computer-based training, I'm not talking about that sort of messaging. I'm talking something a little bit more proactive. Uh, if you're rolling out new training, uh, new code of conduct training, for example, and you know it's going to be coming out sometime in the summer, then perhaps you have the managers engage in some proactive communication and discussion about training or sending out personal messages to their reports in the spring saying the company has provided and is engaged in providing this brand new code of conduct training or revised code of conduct training or whatever it the initiative happens to be. Have the messaging about the training that's going to be coming down the pike coming from the managers directly. This can be particularly effective if in the past your organization has had trouble sort of getting the word, word out beforehand or getting enthusiasm, if any enthusiasm is possible, around completing mandatory training. If you can be proactive about it and plan out months ahead of time when these rollouts are going to happen, then you can design a communication program that includes managers beforehand to try to market the notion that this new training is coming out. A second way that managers can be involved in training is having them conduct some short bursts of training live on directly themselves. If you can provide some simple materials, including a couple of PowerPoint slides or some bullet points, and encourage or train managers specifically to provide one-on-one -on -one or small group or medium-sized group live training on compliance issues, particularly those issues that might be particular that might be specific or germane to that part of the operation. Perfect example here in the anti-corruption context would be having a regional or more senior manager who has been provided the proper training him or herself to then cascade that training on to other managers and direct reports that have responsibilities where anti-corruption issues may be coming up. While online training, computer-based training, is very popular these days, and particularly if you have a large organization, logistically, if you're going to get thousands and tens of thousands of people trained on a particular topic, uh, it's hard to beat uh, online training. Even in those contexts, you can't eliminate live training altogether particularly because there is a natural give and take, a creative cooperative effort going on when you have a live training event. And really most organizations need to have a very strong balance between both online and live training. 
and as resources are difficult and scarce for the compliance office or the department that's responsible for compliance training, having more and more deputies out there uh, in the management slice of the organization who you can rely on to be effective trainers only benefits the program. Obviously, as I said at the top, if you're going to engage a manager in training directly on a particular risk topic, they need training themselves. So you have to have a process in place to identify and train and then provide resources to those managers on these topics. But if you're an organization that is struggling or has struggled in the past to ensure that you're getting the proper amount of live training, particularly out in the field in remote or difficult locations, uh, a good way to try to resolve that issue is to engage operational managers. Uh, this obviously won't take up the predominant or large part of their time, but it can be something, particularly on discrete subjects, again, like anti-corruption or perhaps uh, competition law or antitrust, that uh, they can learn a little bit of expertise and knowledge around and then impart that to their direct reports. A second area where managers can be enlisted to assist you with your compliance and ethics program is the second part of the hallmark of the sentencing guidelines that discusses training, and that's communication. As we all know, when you talk about the hallmarks of the sentencing guidelines, the standards for an effective ethics and compliance program, uh, we often talk about training and communication. We kind of lump them together, but they're two distinct and separate things. When we're talking about communication, we're talking about something other than formalized training. We're talking about something other than uh, reviewing the specific policies and procedures. We're talking about something that's, by its nature, more informal and, by its nature, more frequent. So another way that you can engage these managers throughout your organization is to provide them materials around risk topics and other ethics issues on a more regular periodic basis that they can then disseminate to their direct reports. But more appropriately, rather than just disseminate or re-refer to information that's been provided to them, I would encourage you to develop a system whereby these managers are encouraged and provided the resources so that they can create a discussion around these particular risk topic, it's topics and issues that they receive material on. Uh, you can start out simple, though, and I often encourage organizations that aren't doing this at all uh, to do, do this in a very incremental manner when you start. You don't want to put together a week-by-week -week communication curriculum for uh, managers throughout your organization uh, from starting from zero because that's just setting up uh, yourself and the managers involved to fail. Uh, just start out simply. Just start start with maybe a quarterly or monthly uh, short message uh, on a particular, again, uh, just, just choose anti-corruption anti again as a possible risk topic. And the materials that you provide to them to cascade, to discuss, to have a conversation with their reports about, uh, don't need to be um, particularly dense or lengthy. It can just be uh, three or a half a dozen bullet points on a single page or email that's provided to them. 
if you keep it simple to start with, then you can build on that. So say on a quarterly basis to start or on a monthly basis to start or every other month, you provide a certain group of managers a four to six bullet point list uh, of important points on a particular topic or uh, a couple of points about what the policy of the organization is on a particular topic and maybe a scenario for them to uh, walk their uh, in, walk their team through. And probably initially you won't have any follow-up on that, but as you grow the program and it becomes more sophisticated, perhaps there is a debrief or some sort of contact point after the materials have been submitted where the manager or group of managers might uh, report back up the chain of command about the success or the results or outcomes uh, from those discussions. The other thing to do uh, if you're doing if you're going to attempt to put together a communication program at the manager level is to probably, particularly if you have a large organization, is start with a pilot program with a smaller group of managers. So you can refine the process. Uh, this process is not cookie cutter. It doesn't work the same with every organization. Uh, managers in some organizations, for example, organizations that have a, uh, a very strong safety culture, uh, already are used to delivering compliance messages around safety. Uh, and in those circumstances, you don't need to remake the wheel. You may work within the, the system that's been put in place for these managers, managers to have these frequent discussions about safety, for example. So uh, some organizations are going to have systems and processes in place around communicating compliance messages already. Uh, just this, the, the attempt here would be to broaden the subject matter that is being discussed. And, and again, one size doesn't fit all, so you have to really look at what's in place already. And then also, if you keep it small uh, and keep it in rather infrequent quarterly or bi-monthly to start, that will allow you, again, to kind of work out the kinks over the first year or so before you broaden it to a larger group of managers and perhaps uh, increase the messages to a more frequent pattern. A third area I want to talk about here where you can involve your managers in the compliance effort is a way to involve your managers even more broadly than compliance. And it's something that uh, oftentimes, again, may already be in place to one extent or another in many organizations. And that's what's broadly called team building. Uh, by encouraging your managers to have more frequent discussions, more open-ended discussions, uh, more opportunities for their direct reports to come to them with issues and concerns, uh, what's commonly called an open door policy, uh, will also allow them to be more effective in these first two pieces that we've talked about, the training and communication pieces. Uh, again, team building isn't necessarily in and of itself a compliance activity, uh, but it is integral for the manager, the particularly the manager at the lower level of the organization, to be involved and be effective in administering and providing a appropriate conduit for information, both going down to the uh, rank and file of your organization, but also for information coming up the chain of command. And this is an important piece of the puzzle. We're talking about communication and training. For the most part, that's top-down stuff. Even if you get to a point where you have a system where the managers, particularly on informal communication, are 
uh, doing some of their own work, if you will, on that in informal communication piece. It's still coming from the manager down the chain of command. By encouraging your managers in the context of communication around uh, an effective ethics and compliance program, building, doing team building exercises and encouraging an environment where people are frequently talking about these things, you do the opposite, which is very important. And that's encouraging people to come forward and ask questions, raise concerns, have an open dialogue about ongoing issues before they become the sort of issues that uh, become compliance failures um, and either get reported uh, up the chain of command or get, in the worst case scenario, get reported outside the organization by whistleblowers who feel like they don't have that conduit uh, to communicate these issues. So sort of the, the third leg of the three-legged stool here uh, working on formal training involvement, working on informal communication, but also working on building that bond through team building exercises, uh, specific uh, 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 initiatives, time put aside for the manager to have a give and take, uh, have real communication outside of the day-to-day -day operational communication they have with their reports so that uh, those team members feel comfortable uh, coming to that manager about issues, questions, and concerns.